wow, what a month. It's just been one of those months for technological disasters. Uh, my laptop, uh, the operating system on it, Vista, has stopped working twice, so I've had to completely reinstall everything on that because it was the only solution to the problems that I, were, I was having. Of course, because a lot of modern computers now don't come with any sort of Windows installed disk, do they? So you can't stick the disk in and ask it you know, to reinstall the operating system. You have to do it right from scratch. Um, you know, so it is that, and also the iPhone is connected to that laptop, so that was all. And just now, even my, um, even my little popper screen in front of the microphone just fell off and rolled across the floor, so it's just been one of those months, folks, this month. I hope you've had a great August. This is podcast number six, and we'll get on with things, because we've got a lot to cram in. Right, first of all, well, the podcast is in iTunes, and, you know, I'm really thrilled about this. When I first had the idea of starting this podcast, you know, that's really where I wanted to focus my attention. I've been using a lot of the podcasts on iTunes as research for the basis of designing my own, you know, nick a bit here, borrow a bit there, that sort of thing. And, you know, to, ha- to have it on there, and it's, a- it's amazing, when I did put it on there, about the middle of August, how many people subscribed. So I'd just like to thank you now, if you have subscribed, and if you- especially if you've stuck with the podcast, I realise that, you know, some people... Uh, might not particularly be that enthusiastic about photojournalism, which I know this podcast does tend to stick around, but, you know, it's a subject that I know quite well. I studied it. I mean, actually, I studied to be a documentary photographer, but, you know, it's it's pretty close, isn't it? So iTunes, you know, is really important to the podcast, and, you know, introducing it to uh, the Apple Store quite honestly, meant that I had to go from a free service with podcastmachine.com, just trying to remember where I was hosting the podcast there. Uh, I, you know, I had to uh, upgrade from the free account, and, you know, I'm on the small account at the moment, which gives me a lot more bandwidth to play with, and it'll just be interesting to see over the next six months how... I do with that, I might have to upgrade again, but the cost isn't that extortionate, and really I'm just enjoying doing these, to be quite honest. So that was, you know, I was really pleased with the way that uh, iTunes went, it was very simple, you know, applying and everything, I was I was most impressed. Um, the blogs, the blogs have been redesigned. Uh, the first one was designed at the begin- redesigned at the beginning of August, about August 1st, I think. Uh, and that was purely by accident. I was just messing around on Blogger when I was there visiting and finishing off a, uh, finishing off a post. Uh, and really, I just started messing around, and I just came to the conclusion that the tweaks that I'd done looked a lot better than the, the, the new design, just looked a lot better than the old design. So I decided that I would keep it, and I'm really pleased with the results. Likewise, Darker Skies, darker-skies.com, also got a bit of a tweak. So both of those are completely redesigned for 
the next couple of years, three years, however long it is that, you know, before the next redesign comes up. Um, you know, I'm really quite pleased with the way that things have turned out that way because you can start twiddling around with these and you can ruin the look of a, a website quite easily, but they fitted in quite nicely. Uh, and finally, this is another one to do with the blog. I would, you know, like to hear any more comments anybody's got about uh, the profile post I did about Martin Parr. Um, I've had a couple of comments from readers of the blog stating uh, how they support, you know, they like Martin Parr's work. I did a profile post that, w that went onto the blog the middle of August and... It was rather unusual in that it was the first photographer that I profiled on the blog whose work I wasn't that keen on. And I would just like to hear from anybody, you know, who maybe is a fan of Martin Parr, you know. Uh, I did make some comments about the reasons why I didn't like the work. Uh, I would be interested to hear whether you agree with them or whether you disagree with them. Currently, uh, the people in favour of Martin Parr's work outnumber me two to one, so maybe it's just me. But he is such a decisive, um, divisive even, a divisive person in photography. He got into Magnum by only one vote, and that was, um, you know, people fought strenuously to, uh, to make sure that he didn't get in. Such was the feeling towards his work. And it would just be interesting to find out, you know, hopefully there might be some other people who see it the same way that I do. There were a few comments, you know, that maybe it was uh, an English thing, a British thing. I don't know whether that's particularly true, because in Martin Parr's defence, he seems to treat all of his subjects in a very similar sort of manner. He, um, he definitely... You know, the, he doesn't single out the British, for instance, when he's photographing in this in this country. He doesn't seem to uh, single them out for ridicule. He does it wherever he's going. He just seems as though he likes to see humorous elements. Uh, and to be honest, when I was writing the article, I actually realised that my attitude towards his work is changing. I'm actually becoming more appreciative is the wrong word, but I'm accepting his work more than I would have done certainly 10 or 15 years ago when I was a college student. Um, Martin Parr on my documentary course was not one of our favourite photographers in the least. All I can say is that maybe we were more of the Henry, Henry Cartier-Bresson um, school of thought when it comes to documentary photography rather than Martin Parr, but it will be interesting to hear your thoughts about the photographer. Okay, photography news for August. Well, it's been a bit of a mad month for, for news. There's been all sorts of things. There's been rumours about Leica stopping making film cameras. There's been... Uh, news about Magnum changing their website, they're updating their website in the coming months Nikon have released a few lenses, they released three lenses a couple of weeks back, there were a couple of zooms the one that I really like the look of was the Nikon 85mm uh, 
G lens, and the G lenses don't have an aperture ring, and I'm not really sure whether I completely like that or not. Um, I rather like aperture rings. I'm a bit old-fashioned in that regard. You know, you you just use the dial otherwise, and I suppose you get used to it. I have it on both my film camera. I've got a Nikon F5 and my Nikon Digital as well that I that I have. But sometimes, you know, I do think it's slightly easier using an aperture ring than it is a little twiddly dial at the side. Right, um, well, Magnum, uh, they're going to revamp their website over the next three months. And they say that that's going to allow visitors a better experience of the content and I would imagine it's quite a massive task actually redesigning the, the website. There's a, there's a huge amount of content on there. I found the Magnum website a bit um, confusing at times. There's a lot there to see and hopefully they might get the nav navigation a bit better. Uh, previously you know they, they've t there's an awful lot of photographers work on there and sometimes it isn't as easy as um, I would like. You can be bombarded with names and if you don't know exactly what you're you're after or it'd be better if they had a better search facility things like that so hopefully they'll introduce some of that. Also the other thing that I would encourage them to to continue with is the blog which they started and then they sort of stopped and then they started again and then they stopped. I think they ought to get someone just in charge of the blog and just do it because if anybody should have a photography blog it should be you know one of the best photography agencies in the world uh, and with the back catalogue of work that they've got it just could be the first place where photography students and enthusiastic photographers could go. I mean, the ability to be able to go and look at f photographers' work online is, is a fantastic le learning resource anyway. Um, and I think that should be actively encouraged, and hopefully that's what this redesign of the website will do. Okay. And the final thing is, is Leica, which I already mentioned. Leica had to deny rumours on the internet about how there were rumoured to be stopping making film cameras and you know it was a bit of a ridiculous rumour really when you think that Leica with their Leica M7 is I think it's around about £2,000 to buy a camera body in this country which is a fraction of the cost of what it costs to go and buy a digital body so even though they say that uh you know the film cameras don't actually make up that much uh, of the sales. They do say that the sales are steady, so there's obviously still a stream of people interested in buying a film camera. I actually would probably prefer to buy a film camera rather than a digital one, purely on the basis that digital moves so quickly. Um, Leica have already released two. They well, actually, they released three, um, but they they had two versions of the Leica M8. And then they've they've just had the Leica M9, and I would imagine in the next two or three years there's probably going to be a Leica M10 or 9P or something like that that they will release. So digital's constantly moving. At least with a film camera, you just put a roll of film in it and that's it. It'll last you a lifetime. So 
I think this idea of like stopping making film cameras is ridiculous because for a lot of people, a like a film camera is the way of affording um, a like a camera. It's as simple as that. Um, and a, there's an awful lot of enthusiasts who still shoot film. I know I do, and like I said, I would go out and buy a Leica M7 tomorrow if I could afford one. Okay, then. Um, I'm going to add a few more bits of news to uh, The Darker Skies. There's a couple of other bits and pieces that uh, I came across while I was uh, trawling through the web this month. Um, I haven't noted them down. I'll, I'll remember them and I'll stick them onto the. Uh, I'll stick the links to those news items on the Darker Skies podcast area, which of course is darker-skies.com forward slash podcast. Okay then, web links. Well, August has been pretty good for photography web links, and if you are interested in, you know, a sort of daily source of photography web links, the best uh, photography that. I can find and have a look at my Twitter page, which is twitter.com forward slash richflintphoto. You can find the links on the websites, on the blog and on the main website. Um, the first photographer that we have a look at is Sam Mellish, and he did a road trip around East Anglia photographing the various different restaurants and roadside diners and roadside cafes and things, and the people who frequent them, and a fantastic bit of colour photography. He's also going to be doing a similar sort of piece of work uh, about the roads going up north. So that should be pretty interesting to compare the two. But it really was a, a fantastic project sponsored by the National Lottery. Um, you know, so it was it was brilliantly done, uh, well financed, obviously. But it was it was a fantastic piece of work, and the, some of the the portraits and things are absolutely fantastic, uh, with a slight bit of humour as well. Okay, then the second uh, link is a bit more serious. It's to do with Magnum and Seven Photo. Both of those prestigious agencies are developing new business models, which is sensible in this climate. Already, there's been uh, a couple of articles. Stating how the time of death for photojournalism should be called, I will stick that link on the podcast area of Darker Skies, of course, but I won't mention it here. I mean, it's, you always hear about how photojournalism is dead. You know, it's exactly the same argument as Rocky's dead. There's loads of people who are passionate about rock music, and there are loads of people who are passionate about photojournalism. Paid photojournalism you know, you could argue is a tricky business to be in these days, but there are an awful lot of photographers who are passionate about it and they do commercial work to pay for their passion, which is photojournalism. And I think more and more photographers are going to have to work that way um, if they want to continue doing photojournalism. Um, but the, the outlets for showing work are increasing. There's the internet, there's multimedia. You know, it, it's quite honestly to say that photojournalism is dead is, is ridiculous really in my opinion the third link is just this is just a short little link but it's quite impressive photography it's ben matthews light graffiti images and what he's done is just used slow shutter speed and some torches and some lights or something like that but i don't know the technic technical 
things behind it, but uh, how he's produced these light images. But you know, he he has created some original work there. Number four is ah, Annie Leibovitz photographing Sean Connery. It's a short, uh, just over a minute, I think it is, little video. Uh, the thing that I noticed on the video was how many people were around her. I mean, uh, you know, she was shooting Sean Connery. Um, you know, you're going to need a few assistants and everything, but there must have been about, you know, 20 people there. Um, you know, a few people setting the lights. And it was amazing how many people were just standing around just watching. They weren't actually holding anything or, you know, it just... Um, I mean, you know, a few years ago you would need needed a couple of people to, to reload cameras and things. I always remember seeing a, a Litchfield shoot on television and he would, uh, you know, shoot and the, the assistant would have a, a back ready, you know, and he would just take the back, stick it on the camera and hand Litchfield the camera, you know, and away Lord Litchfield would uh, start shooting again. But uh, with a digital camera, you know, you just stick in a great big memory card and you don't really need to shoot, do you? That... Uh, I suppose maybe you need to change memory cards. Well, away from Annie Leibovitz doing the glamorous photography bit, the final link is some old photos. These date back to the war, and they're by a photographer called Andre Zucker, who worked for the magazine Signal, which was the military magazine for, for Germany during the, during the war. Signal had a fantastic reputation, even the, even the British... Uh, used to read the magazine. It was printed in, I think it was about 14 or 15 different languages. It was it was printed in huge, huge quantities. And for the early part of the war, it had immense regard. It was highly regarded by a lot of sides. And the Germans were the only ones who really, really developed a magazine that covered aspects of the war in such an original way. The British did try, but their attitude towards photography was, uh, well, they were a bit closed about it, you know, that they didn't like photography, they thought it was a security issue. Signal really came undone, though, after about 1942, when the magazine started printing fanciful things about victories that never happened and various other aspects of the war which were basically untruths. Uh, so he lost a lot of its reputation that way. But these photographs by Andre Zucker of Paris under the occupation in colour are fantastic images. They're taken on the street. Uh, the colours are incredibly natural, I think. In fact, you know, they the, the quality of the agricolour shots are just remarkable considering their age and their the article is on a great little photography blog called iconic photos the link like i said will be in the usual place and it's just well worth having a look through right then that's it for this month's podcast the podcast will be back at the same time next month um, for all of the links, as you know, there's the usual place, which is darker-skies.com forward slash podcast. And, of course, you can get all of the links there. And I will put in a few extra ones this month, just as a little treat as well, because there's been some fantastic links, photography links this month. There really has. So until next time, friends, thanks for listening, thanks for subscribing, and I will see you next month.
If you want to subscribe to the podcast or you want some more information or you just want to listen to some of the earlier podcasts that I made, then there's a page dedicated to that and you can find that at richardflintphoto.com forward slash html forward slash podcasts.